You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 46. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Set your phasers on squee. <coughs> we'll just get right into the shameless let's, plugs. Let's do it. Perhaps you've already seen on the internets. They're very popular, I've been told. <laughs> that uh, HRI is just around the corner. And uh, last year, John Foley gave a big speech uh, where he declared war on on Flywheel, I believe. <laughs> he was like, no, he our didn't. missiles are directed their way. <laughs> And no, but uh, he gave a big speech last year. So this year they're going to do a Q&A and they apparently needed someone to host it. And their first 15 choices did not pan out, <laughs> which is good news for us because they picked us. Squee! How about that? Yay! So uh, we're very excited about that. So excited. So, so excited. Cannot so, wait. So, uh, so it's nice for our shameless plug to be an event that's already sold out. <laughs> so... <laughs> So they're like, then shut up. <laughs> so if you're going to HRI, yes, uh, you should swing by and watch the Q&A. It's going to be at the same location, just in like a side room, correct? It's not so much a swinging by, though. Just to be clear, they have to sign up. They have to go oh. to the HRI website where they sign up for the classes. And that starts on Monday the 12th on the HRI website. And I believe it's noon Eastern. So 11 Central. Not that I have my calendars marked or anything. But anyway, where you sign up for your classes, you also have to sign up. Up to go to the event now, but the event doesn't cost money. This portion of the event does not cost They've money. They've already paid for it because right. you had to pay a ticket to get into HRI. But you need to reserve your spot. You have to so, reserve your spot. Seating is limited. It is not guaranteed for everyone who got a ticket to HRI to go to this. Correct. So if you want to watch the John Foley Q and A, a conversation with John Foley, that's what they're calling it, <laughs> uh, then hosted by. The clip out. The clip out. Uh, then you need to go and sign up there. Again, you need a ticket to HRI. You do have to sign up in advance. So just to make sure you can get in. So please do that. So it's not just 
the three of us standing in an empty ballroom wondering what happened. <laughs> you, me, and John Foley. That would be awesome. I mean, I would be okay with that. I mean, you'd get some quality time with John Foley, I yeah. suppose, but he'd probably be like, you two are a bunch of losers. <laughs> you just killed my mojo. <laughs> I was running this big badass company. I brought you two in for a little and man done. So <laughs> so anyway, we're very very excited. And also the the Q and A portion, the cues will come from you, yes, the listener. So if you would like, if you have a cue for John Foley to A, he's got an A. <laughs> and uh, so you go to the Clipout group, which is not the same as the Clipout page. Uh, this will go to facebook.com slash the Clipout. While you're there, you can join the group for the Clipout. And in there, there's a thread. It's pinned to the top of the page where we're soliciting for questions. And then we will we will call all of those questions. And uh, perhaps yours will be read to Mr. Foley. Yes. Very exciting news for us. We were very excited. Absolutely. So uh, we hope to see you all there. Yes. And, you know, just even if you're not going, you could still. Oh, yeah, sub- you can still submit. You can still submit a question. So, so like, if you, if you can't be there and uh, you feel like you're missing out, this could be your way to still partake. So swing on by and uh, participate. So also in shameless plugs, <laughs> you know, we got a website, we got a Facebook page, we're on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. So keep that part short today. Sure. Why not? Okay. So what do we have coming up on the show form this week? We have a new line of T-shirts. We have an update on our Chicago store visit. Uh, we have a, a little discussion about synchrony financing and rides that disappear. Oh, no. Disappearing rides. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll pop back up and scare you. <laughs> you never know. Where did this ride come from? <laughs> and of course, our amazing interview with the Peter Shankman. Right on. Well, let's dig in, shall we? It's time for news of the Paladin. There were some issues this week with financing. Yes. I'm yawning already. <laughs> financing. Let's let's. Let's kick down the door of this episode. Let's come out with the bang. Boom. Financing. <laughs> Let's talk to me. PR, bitches. This is what you came here for. Yeah. So apparently you might know that Peloton ended their agreement with Synchrony Financing. Right. And they moved it over to a new lender for the financing portion of their program. Well, I guess that uh, when they did that, it shows up on your credit report that Peloton paid it. And moved over to the other one So a person posted on the OPP That when that happened It had a negative effect on their credit report And panic ensued I don't believe that that was their intention Right To be clear I'm just saying that There's a lot of people That had that happen to them That that were using their financing And were then concerned It was going to affect their credit Sure Because almost anybody who financed the bike By virtue of definition Unless you put it on your credit card Right You're going through their financing company Precisely And so You know They reached out to Peloton And Peloton uh, According to the poster Said that that they wouldn't help But I don't know the details That was You know That was kind of what got the ball rolling About the My guess is they One probably said it a little nicer than we're not going to help. I agree. And that two, there's probably not a lot of control that Peloton has. I know they're a wonderful and powerful company. Yeah, but, but, but they're not all knowing. But they're I also all... don't know that they have a lot of control over your credit report. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't. I think once the transaction is completed, there's not much Peloton can do. Like they're not a credit reporting company, right? Like, but there were the reason I wanted to talk about this today was because uh, there. Were people who posted after that And I wanted to make sure That anybody who's heard about this 
got all of the detail, all of the facets of the equation. So people that posted on this original post, they commented that there are a couple articles that talk about when you close a balance and it can affect your credit if the the person reading the report doesn't understand that that's a closed report. It can also affect your credit if you have a very high ratio of like, debt. Like, yeah, debt to... Debt to income? Or something like that. Or debt to balance. Like, if the card can have... If it's got a $10,000 limit and you're at $9,500... That's damaging to your credit report Exactly And so The bottom line being There were going to be A small portion of people That might And I stress Might be affected negatively But I saw post after post Comment after comment Saying that They had not been Negatively affected They had called Synchrony And Basically, what happened is their synchrony is not closing the account. You just can't make for future purchases on it. And so synchrony is going to keep whatever agreement they made with Peloton and well, actually with the, the owner of the bike. It's not with Peloton. Right. And that they will if, if you had to pay. I'm making up numbers here. Forty nine dollars a month. Then you would continue to pay forty nine dollars a month until the end of your agreement. You just can't purchase anything else with that credit line. Gotcha. And so basically. Just wanted to kind of let everybody know there are multiple ways to look at this. Uh, you should check your credit report. It's free. Yeah. So you should do that just to make one, sure that you get you one free one a year. Yeah. So if, if you are concerned about it, do go check it. But we will have some articles posted out there on the clip out Facebook dot com slash the clip out. I do not anticipate that a ton of people are going to have issues with this. But I did want to bring it up since it it did it was raised as a question. Absolutely. And I would also like to point out, if you go to get your free credit report, be careful that you're on the right site. There are a lot of bo- oh, yeah. there are a lot of bogus sites that aren't the free credit report site that will tell you they're the free credit report site. So, so do some due diligence. Make sure you're on the right site. And I would like to end this portion of the show, this segment, if you will, and you will, <laughs> by saying that we're not attorneys. We're not credit counselors. So... Please do your own research. Don't just assume that we knew exactly what we're talking about. We think we got a handle on this, but just as a little asterisk, a little disclaimer, like it's not our gig. So, uh, you know, do your own research before you make any sort of credit based financial decision. Absolutely. I was going to ride this week. I was going to do the DJ John Michael ride this week. And uh, the one with him and Dennis. Right. right. That's the one. I heard so many good things. I was all prepared to hop on the bike, mm-hmm. and it was gone. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even want to do it now. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So I said just like that. You said it just like that, huh? I'm Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh, what the Peloton missing rides? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was some drama on the Facebook, OPP. Not you not taking a ride. Right. That's always drama. But, so wait, uh, are you, am I being led to believe that Peloton is not going to preserve in amber every ride that's ever been photographed? Yeah. So, no, they're not going to do that. And I think this probably, this is just my feeling. To be clear, I have no inside information. Sure. They probably are deleting rides all the time. We just happen to notice this one. Yeah. That's... Because because this was a super fun ride. And and it would have been a great ride for your first well, ride. Because it's it amazing. Now. Not um, doing it now. And I don't know why it got taken down. You know, there was a post on the OPP about it. And there might have been more than one. I do know... 
that I saw one had tons of comments and I saw that JV responded to that comment on the Facebook page and said that they are always purging, not always, but that they do purge the on-demand library from time to time. Right. And then it can be for several reasons. It can be technical difficulties. It can be due to licensing issues. It can be, you know, people aren't really taking that class anymore. It can be for multiple reasons. That's pretty much that. And uh, a lot of instructors were affected. It was not it was not just Dennis. It was not poor Dennis. Um, and then I know that Matt Wilper's ride, 75 minute ride that he just did last weekend, also was taken down. Which is noticeable because there aren't a lot of 75 minute rides. Absolutely. And again, a lot of people were planning on taking that one be- because it is kind of a special ride that it was 75 minutes and uh, everybody loves their their power zone training. So yeah, it happened to be two high-profile rides that got affected. Yeah. But there were tons of rides. Um, we did. You know what people love to do? What's that? Eat. But <laughs> you know what they maybe hate to do or don't have time to do? Cook. Cook. Yeah, some people love to cook. That I'm is not true. one of those people. And I really like when we are able to find something amazing like Factor. Whenever I checked into Factor, I got... A box of keto for you. Okay. And I got the calorie smart for me uh, because I know that meat is the focus of your meal. That it is. And for me, I'm like, I want to try all the things. So as long as it's healthy, I'm good. It can be any kind. But the nice thing is these are like two minute meals. You fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals and they're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And you know what? We even did the math. The Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every single meal is dietitian approved. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. No prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash TCO50 and use code TCO50 to get 50% off. That's code TCO50 at factormeals.com slash TCO50 to get 50% off. Have a, We had a new Stat Fairy visit. Whoa, Stat Fairy cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing, you know, how, like cats hiss at each other. Yeah. Like, what would what would stat fairies do? What sound would they make? You're the one that does cat noises. <laughs> I thought you were picturing two like little kitties with little fairy dresses on. <laughs> oh my god, that's adorable! Little wings and little crooked halos. <laughs> oh, those are angels, not fairies. <laughs> they had a little crown though, maybe okay. a little tiara. <laughs> that keeps getting cuter. <laughs> It's a meowra. <laughs> but yes, we had we had a step fairy visit, and it <laughs> they calculated how many rides had been purged. <laughs> I see what you did there, and yes, yes, they did. Well, tell us about a right meow. <laughs> <laughs> right meow. Oh my! This person looked at the on-demand ride count from one twenty-one, and then they looked at it again on three six. Okay, so they just happened to go through and catalog. I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm just telling you. Okay. Just, that's what they have here. Yeah. And it's you know, these people like data. We yeah. are type A people that ride the bike, and so we like our data. We like our facts, our stats. Yeah. And just to be clear, uh, this data is not coming from Peloton. Not only is it not proper. coming from Peloton, it is coming from one individual who may or may not have correct information here. Right. This is what they calculated on a given day at a given moment, and right. you could look at it right now, and it would look totally different. So yes, they they had notes showing from January twenty first, and then they compared on three six, and there was a change for every instructor 
all negative like with the exception of four. When you say negative, meaning they all dropped. In they their all counts. dropped yeah. in count. Yes. So I only say that to tell everybody that this was not directed at one instructor. Your favorite instructor wasn't singled out. No. Yeah. And and if anything, I think that it probably is about you, you have to remember that some instructors teach more rides than other than other instructors right. do. Uh, and some focus more on the short rides, some mm-hmm. focus more on the long rides. So there there's also going to be a disparate number of that as well. I don't want to get into specifics because I don't I don't want anyone to think I'm I'm picking on any instructor right. or that I'm highlighting any instructor. I just wanted to point out that almost everybody had a drop. And I know we were being kind of silly at the opening of the segment, like but and I get like I, I have my favorite things that if they went away I would be very yeah. upset if all of a sudden I couldn't find a monkey song. Absolutely, that would be damaging to my psyche. Absolutely, but uh, but but, I, but they can't keep every single ride because when I first started, I mean, there were like seven thousand rides then, and there's like eight eight. There's just over eight thousand now. They can't. I think they have a number in mind. They want to stick around. Yeah, I don't know what that number is. I don't know why they have that number, but I I think that there's. I believe there's a method to their madness, and I believe that there's a good reason behind it that we just aren't privy to. Yeah, I mean, and let's face it, there there typically is a method to their madness, right? It always has been. Yeah, and there's also a, an economic theory called the paradox of choice, which is sometimes when you have so many options, you end up choosing nothing. Absolutely, that's a very good point. And I so, mean, they, they talk about that all, at grocery stores all the time, right? You know, like, and that's why something like a Costco or Sam's work, you walk in, they got one kind of ketchup. That's your ketchup. That's what they carry. Buy it or go somewhere else If you walk into You know Some fancy pants store And it's got like 47 kinds of ketchup You're like Sweet baby Jesus What am I supposed to do I don't even know Where to start That might be something That's at play too It absolutely could be Just spitballing We don't know but, but we do I do empathize With yeah. anybody Who did not get to Take their ride Especially knowing That there There were rides People were looking forward to Not These weren't just The rides affected Were not just old rides right. These were These were rides That people They had just occurred And people were had In their schedule For this week Yeah they, they didn't have a chance And they were going to Circle back around It's not yeah. like it was a, a ride from 2014 Exactly You know It's not It's not Stephen Little In acid wash jeans It's not like a super <laughs> old ride Getting done Whew That ride was a lot I gotta, I gotta cool off with a crystal Pepsi. <laughs> it was not. It was not one of those. No. Who fell off the bike? I don't know. Somebody fell off the bike, right? I guess somebody must have fallen off the bike. Or maybe they're worried about who's going to fall off the tread. They're they're gearing up for somebody. Yeah, they're like one of the guys from OK Go bought a tread, <laughs> and they're like, we've seen what these sons of bitches do with the tread. <laughs> like we gotta, we we. Warning It also could just be They're getting larger As a company Oh I thought you You shouldn't be getting larger If you're riding your bike All the time (laughs) (laughs) We should probably tell people What we're talking about Just in case They don't know We began This is what we What they call in cinema In medias race We began in scene Already in progress So we will now Circle back around And inform you What we were discussing Yeah, so when I hopped on the bike this morning to do my two on-demand rides back-to-back, I found there was a new screen. It was an overlay on top of my normal screen that was a health warning that I had to acknowledge before it would let me take a ride. It was like, be Mm. safe. Be safe. 
Yeah. Follow our rules. Yeah. Follow the instructions. You accept rules. there's risk when you click this button. Right. Which absolutely I do. So I'm yeah. cool with that. But <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me you fell off the bike this morning. Nope. Wouldn't it be ironic if you saw that message and you were so shocked <laughs> you fell off you fell off the bike well as long as you clicked the acknowledge button it doesn't matter <laughs> oh, hopefully you hit it on the way down oh irony thy name is peloton <laughs> no I, I actually i think it's cool that this is on there because i feel like it signals growth i feel like it signals more structure more things like leading up to the big moment of going public like this is the kind of thing they have to get in place before they can go public This is like when I was a kid and the school Finally introduced permission slips for field trips <laughs> Before that they would just Take us anywhere hey we're taking them to the canning Factory they're going to put in eight hours like and then all of a Sudden you know you do a couple of those suddenly There's permission slips yeah well you got in A couple of good days yeah. for him though so I grew up During the depression <laughs> Not the Great Depression, the Clinical Depression. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes more it's a little sense. different. Yeah. So there's some new shirts out there. There are some new shirts. Oh, what did that cost me? Well, <laughs> that's when you're like, well, I have a job. It didn't cost you anything. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't worry about my bank account, okay? Yeah. It's doing just fine. I'll say it for all the ladies listening because <laughs> they're thinking it. But it's not in the boutique. It's found through DJ John Michael and his new Society Six website. Oh, okay. He. Just put out a new line of t-shirts Things like House music will save the world On a solid black t-shirt In white writing And I love them <laughs> We might be getting One in every design Here we go <laughs> I mean DJ John Michael Just makes me so happy I love His outlook on life I love the way he Spreads love Like he's just Such a positive human being Full of light That I want to have All of his shirts that's what he's banking on. It worked. I I am hooked. I'm just glad Synchrony closed down your line of credit. <laughs> I don't think they would have let me use it on Society6. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was only with Peloton. Gotcha. Yeah. So go get your shirts and from DJ John Michael. And what's that website again? It's uh, society6.com slash DJ John Michael. And it will be found at facebook.com slash the clip out if and, you don't remember. And that's John with an H. It is. So before we wrap up this portion of the show, we should probably bring up the fact that uh, we were in Chicago last week. We were. Visiting our first Peloton store for your first personal appearance. It was it was in the old orchard store in Skokie, Illinois. Which wasn't old at all. No, it was brand new. It was beautiful. I felt misled. It was a beautiful mall. It was a beautiful area. And uh, we had a one, one complaint. What's that? The Cinnabon was closed. <laughs> it was awful. But but we took you to brunch. You did. It was really good. Yeah. What was the name of that place? The Bagel. The Bagel. Yeah. I didn't get a bagel. No. But it was really good. It was really good. Yummy omelets. I had a French dip. <laughs> yeah. It everybody was... else is eating breakfast. Tom's digging into lunch. I wanted a French dip. I know. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just thought it was cute. It was so... It, the French dip was so huge. I'd hurt my mouth to eat it. Congratulations. Big thanks to Katie. Yes. Katie Irman. She did the... Nicest display of hospitality That I have ever seen Yes she was very nice Very helpful Yeah Kept us entertained Yes We went to Second City Yes I bought the wrong tickets Yeah we went to the small stage Instead of the main stage But it the show was amazing So much fun So if you're a main stage snob Which I would have been previously Yeah You should totally head on over To the ETC stage Because should. it's fun It was They were great And we don't know You might pronounce that in Chicago As etc We weren't sure We don't know But Either way 
it was, was wonderful So much fun Yeah they were They put on a hell of a show It was so so good Yes And I like the drink package Let's just say that <laughs> At first <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next morning You like the drink package A little less A little bit less Yeah Yeah that was fun And then we went out to dinner With everybody from the Old Orchard store Yes And that Well not everybody We went out with some of the right. Some of the employees From the Old Orchard and store And some of the employees From uh, Oak the, Brook Yes the Oak Brook store Yes I'm like a Chicago townie <laughs> I think that's a Boston thing, though. I don't know. I think Boston has townies. I don't think Chicago has townies. But okay, but I'm like a Chicago. Yeah, I think person. it was Caroline from Oak Brook Store, and then we had Christine and Katie and Brittany from the Old Orchard Store. So then on Sunday, you took your 400th ride. I did right there in the showroom. They had balloons. Yeah, that said 400. It was so cool. And for me, they had a balloon that said zero, zero. a little zero. A little, well, yeah, it shouldn't be a big zero. It should be a little <laughs> tiny zero, which is what I had. Yes, I look like a wily e. coyote when he's about to fall and he turns the sign around and says, "Help." <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think they gave me the easiest bike in the store, <laughs> which I'm okay with because it was nicer than it being the hardest bike in the store. And so I PR'd on a 60 minute ride. Oh, did you have to clean that up, or <laughs> they have a mat down for that? And uh, broke broke 500 for the first time ever. <laughs> Yes, even on a 600 or even on a 60 minute ride. That's the first time I've ever hit 500. <laughs> uh, I have a hard bike or at least that's what I'm telling myself. Yes. So anyway, it was a wonderful time. Not to mention that Katie collaborated with Tom and several people that have been on the clip out and they sent videos. Some very nice videos. Yeah. To say hi and to congratulate us. And she didn't collaborate with me. I just loaded them up to YouTube. She did oh. all the work. Well, Katie, Katie was amazing. Credit where credit is due. She was Awesome And the people were very excited to meet you Me not so much They were excited to meet you They were not excited to meet me They were excited to meet you Here's how it worked Hey can I get a picture with Can I get a picture Sure thing And then they throw their arm around you And hand me their camera <laughs> That's what it went like So anyway It was a great time <laughs> It was a great time We had a blast So thanks once again Yes Checking in with the Peloton community So uh, joining us via Skype phone today is Peter Shankman. Hey, Peter, how's, how's it going? It's awesome, guys. How are you doing? Good. Plugging along. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this is this is this is a thrill. I, I love this. <laughs> I, you know, I, I run I run my own podcast, so it's actually nice to be on the other. And I'm like, I don't have to worry about if it's recording. I don't have to check the level. I'm just gonna talk. This is awesome. <laughs> Crystal suddenly was I like I was like Oh you know what I think I'm gonna Double let, check that real quick <laughs> Look at the computer It's happened Just ask Damn Dottie Yeah she, Oh it's we, happened to me too Totally yeah. I get, You know 25 minutes in I'm like this is awesome So listen Let's Let's do this again. Let's take another track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. And, 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 you know, my assistant who's always on the call, she's like, she's texting me. She's like, forgot to hit record, didn't you? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, we, we had to, we had that with so, so much with Dottie, she changed her name to Goddamn Dottie. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she just gets a little spitfire. She gets mad. <laughs> I guess before we jump into all the Peloton stuff, we'll give some background. So I have a list of things and it says, that uh, you're an author, an entrepreneur, or if you're really fancy, entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> the French version, right? Sure. I mean, on a second date, maybe. Uh, corporate keynote speaker, worldwide connector, 
and you're expert like in customer service, social media, PR, marketing, advertising, and and the last one kind of explains everything that came before it in a way. ADHD. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> literally, that's you know. So our next guest has ADHD. Okay, start talking. That's pretty much literally all you have to say. Right. Um, yeah, I. Uh, you know, I just found that at a very early age that um, I didn't play well with others, and uh, what was I had one job in my life. It was my first job ever out of college, and um, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be doing anything that I'm doing now. I was, I was, I was in graduate school studying fashion and portrait photography in the early <laughs> '90s. Yeah, with 18 credits to go, I lost my financial aid, and the government sent me an email. It said, "Your parents make too much money. We're taking away your financial aid." Oh. And I sent, I sent the government back a letter saying, "You know, dear government, my parents they do make too much money, but." You know, they keep it. And, um, <laughs> this is the same. This is funny. This is the exact same problem Crystal had. It when is she was when I was in college. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. My parents put me through through undergrad at, at Boston University. Go Terriers. I couldn't in my in good conscience ask them to put me through grad school. And so, like, you know, 18 credits or so left. I, I left. I left. I was in Santa Barbara, California, studying photography. Moved back to New York. And this is in the 90s, the early, mid, like 95. And so a lot of your listeners aren't going to understand this next sentence. I was in my parents' basement hanging out in something called the Melrose Place TV gossip chat room on America Online. <laughs> for those for those for those of your listeners under 30, imagine twittering about like altered carbon, but it's not a computer. It's a, not your phone. It's a, it's a box and the box has a connect to another box on the floor and then there's a TV screen and that's connected to something called a modem, M-O-D-E-M, <laughs> and you type something into it. To this chat room, you go out for a slice of pizza, you come back a half an hour later, someone's typed something back to you. That's what we did in the 90s. We were right? talking, Crystal and I were talking the other day about, uh, re- remember when you used to say things like, be right back? BRB, <laughs> ASL, yep. Yeah. And now oh, it's yeah. like, I, mean, I can yeah. text you while I'm peeing. Or you could it's be like, deal. bio break, you know, you would be, because yeah. you had to like leave the room to go do, now, now you just, no. now whatever. First time I got a, a laptop with Wi Fi, a, a Wi Fi stick, you know, a USB <laughs> stick, whatever. I, I remember just just going to Starbucks for literally not not because they had Wi-Fi. Like I'd, I'd find I'd steal Wi-Fi. They didn't know what the hell Wi-Fi was at Starbucks. You have Wi-Fi. We have a latte, and you know I'd find a place to get online just so I could tell all my friends I'm sending this from you know someplace that's not right. connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were watching. Uh, so we were watching, and I probably shouldn't say this out loud. That admit that I was watching this movie. So about <laughs> admit Melrose Place. You know I think we're past oh, the niceties here. I'm gonna kick the shit out of Melrose Place. <laughs> so <laughs> so we were watching. Watching a roller boogie about two months oh, ago. Spectacular. And so, so Melrose Place just got a lot cooler. Um, but we were watching Roller Boogie, and there's like a scene in the movie where like he's like blowing this girl's mind because he's calling from outside her apartment, and she's like, "There's no payphone outside my apartment." He's like, "I know. I've got a car phone." <laughs> Yeah, those were the days. Yes, those were the so no question. About it. So, so long story short, long story short, yeah. I was hanging out in the chat room, no idea what I wanted to do with my life. A friend of mine in the chat room said, "You know, my company's trying to build the newsroom. You have a journalism degree. Why don't you submit your resume?" I said, "Sure, I have absolutely no experience. This would be great." And uh, I learned the sarcasm doesn't translate online. And um, <laughs> two weeks later, I was being moved down to Virginia to become one of three founding editors of the America Online newsroom. And if you remember. That was AOL, a big deal. back in the day. Welcome, yeah. you've got now and then that newspaper icon. Today's news. Yeah, right? no, that right? was yeah. a big deal. Like there was we a. Built that. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. I mean that that's a huge thing. Like I, people might. It's AOL is you know kind of just a punchline anymore. No, but it is, it is the punchline. It's yeah, not kind of, it, yeah. But, but back in the day, AOL was the internet. Yes, and yeah. and you know it was it was like oh my god, you're working for. It would be essentially like. 
if a 23 year old listening to your show who's in love with Peloton like got asked to like head up Peloton tread or whatever the case may be, right? Right. right. Like, you're going to the mothership, and this is this is it was the greatest experience of my life. I had two and a half years under uh, under Steve Case and Ted Leonsis. They taught me more than I'll ever know. Uh, it was a godsend, and it was the best job in the world. And with and one morning, two and a half years in, at 8 a.m., I walked in. At 9 a.m., they had their first ever mass content layoff, and at 10 a.m., 300 of us were in this on the sidewalk going, "What the f- just happened?" Yeah. Wow. Like welcome. And, and it was great. Bust. It was yeah. and the best best thing in my life was getting the job at AOL. Next best thing was getting laid off because I moved out of Virginia back to New York and I got a job. I mean, I had an AOL uh, background, so everyone wanted to hire me. And I got this job yeah. working for an offline magazine who wanted to start an online component. And like my first week in the office, I'm like, wait, you want me to be in exactly at not at 8:45 or earlier, and I have to. <laughs> Let you know I'm here because AOL they're like do whatever the hell you want just get it done right I'm like I have 45 minutes for lunch and I have to, what for the, what is this Russia <laughs> and that was this the Russia last, is it Danny full, that was the last full time job I ever had wow um, I went out on my own much to my parents chagrin and dismay at that point in May of God had me May of '98 yeah it was it was just about summer '98 and it was uh, I went out on my own I'm like I'm gonna, I, I had no money but. I had this idea and I had this feeling and you know, when you're ADHD, you basically do it, right? It's like, I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work, I literally said, mom, dad, I'm going on my own. And when I fail, not if, when I fail, <laughs> I'll get a full-time job. And the first thing I had to do was figure out how to pay rent because I was living in a studio apartment in Manhattan, roughly the size of like, I don't know if you're recording this on a laptop without the size of that laptop. And um, <laughs> a, uh, there was, a, there was the movie Titanic was coming out on video and, and that, that's important for a reason. I live near Times Square, and I still do. I'm in a much bigger place now, but I still live in, near Times Square. And I remember walking through Times Square one night, and everywhere you looked, there were signs that said, buy Titanic on video, buy it on video, it's on video, get it here, get it at Amazon, get it at real.com, get it. And I said, there got to be other people that hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and my rent was 1600 bucks, and I had 1900 bucks in the bank. I took 1800 bucks, and I had 500 T-shirts printed up. And the T-shirts read, it sank, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> And I went into Times Square on a Friday night, and I figured if I could sell 180 shirts over the course of a week, I would make my rent money back. I wouldn't be homeless or have to move back with my parents. I figured it would take at least a week to sell 180 shirts. I sold 500 shirts in six hours on a Friday night. Whoa. Wow. came home. I, I, I threw $5,000 up in the air. I rolled around it naked. Um, <laughs> okay, money's really your dirty. Audience, like, that's not a good idea. Get, your audience is never going to get the image out of their head that you yeah. just, they've been screwed for the entire rest of the podcast. But uh, I called a reporter the next day who I had met while working at AOL, and she was at USA Today, and I said, I just did something really funny and I told the story and she goes oh my god that's hysterical have, are you selling the shirts online and I went oh my god yeah that's that's why I called you and I, I like literally put the phone <laughs> my neck this is 1998 there was no WordPress there was no cat there was Peter and his craptastic HTML it was buy shirt click here you'd click to send me an email that you wanted a shirt I would email you back my physical address and you would mail me a check yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that was that was the 90s. And the said, okay, we'll see what we can do. And I immediately forgot about it because ADHD, or I call it ADOS, which is attention deficit, ooh, shiny. And <laughs> the phone rings the next morning at 5.30 in the morning. It's the hosting provider of my website. I started to call you, sir. I'm going to be started advertising. I'm like, no, it's 5.30 in the morning. What the shit? Sir, normally you get about 100 visitors a day to your website. Um, most of them are you. Like, great, thanks. <laughs> thanks, for that. Yeah, thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> So you've had over 37,000 unique visitors to your website in the past two hours. Whoa. <laughs> you've taken down our first, second, and third primary servers. You're about to take down our fourth, fifth, and sixth. So we only have seven servers. I'd really like to know what's going on. The story ran on the front page of USA Today in the bottom like little life section. Listed the website. Hung up the phone. It was People Magazine. Hung up the phone. It was Today Show. Hung up the phone. It was Howard Stern. I sold 10,000 shirts on the web at 15 bucks a piece over the next two months. Um, <laughs> My dad wow. was a high school principal at the time of a public school, and I had him send me his detention students every day after school. I'd give them 
like 20 or 30 bucks a day and buy them pizza and they would pack t-shirts and take them to the post office. It was like P. Diddy's studio sweatshop after school special. <laughs> I say you reinvented the sweatshop. You went, you went viral before there was a name for it and you reinvented the sweatshop. <laughs> I, I sold out 15 grand. I cleared about 100 grand. I started my first wow. my company, which was a PR firm. I'm like, I, I know how to talk. to. I know how to speak. I know how to talk to the media. I should do PR. And long story, very, very short. Um, I sold that agency because I'm ADHD. I talked to everyone. Like if you're on a plane next to me, like unless you fake your death, I don't know everything about you by the time we land. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I was building up this ridiculous Rolodex and so while consulting for the next several years I reporters would call me Peter hey you know everyone who does, I need need someone who I need a source for this or a source for that and, and I'd find them and it took uh, it started taking more and more of my time and I'm like there's got to be an easier way I built a Facebook group which I outgrew in one week. I moved it to an email mailing list where I would, where the reporters would send me their queries and I would send them out to anyone who wanted to sign up, like my friends or whatever. Right. And in, from 19, I'm sorry, from 2000, late 2007 to mid 2010, that little mailing list became a company called Help a Reporter Out yeah. or Harrow. And long story short, in 2010, it was acquired uh, by a company called Vocus, who's now Cision. They own PR Newswire. And uh, yeah, in three years, I, I was every day, by the time I sold it, I was sending out 1.5 million double opt-in emails a day with a 79% open rate, which is obscene. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, I made a name for myself. I, you know, I, I got very lucky. I, I got ridiculously lucky, but the company was acquired. I, it, it was a game-changing moment for me. So now I consult. I run a, an entrepreneur mastermind because uh, entrepreneurship as you probably know is lonely as hell um <laughs> and so i have about 200 people who are part of my group uh, called shank minds and we just were there for each other in that in that regard and then um i launched this podcast because i took some time after I sold the company and i realized that every decision i made it has either been yes or no there's been no oh i'll wait and see there's been no it's very little research some are spectacular failures and some are spectacular successes but i just i, I joke i have two speeds um and only two speeds my two speeds are namaste and I'll cut a bitch. Uh, <laughs> and it served me very well. So I launched this podcast and I realized that a lot of other people who are successful who also have ADHD entrepreneurs. We've had Tony Robbins. We've had Joe DeSena from uh, Founders Fund Race. We've had uh, John Michael Despirito from, from Peloton. So I mean, it's, I'm, I'm very lucky and uh, I'm having a blast. And I'm hoping that I, with the podcast that I do a little bit of good and I help help kids and adults realize that ADHD isn't, isn't a curse. It doesn't mean you're broken. It's, it's actually a gift. That's wow. awesome, and actually, we're we're on the Harrow mailing list. Oh, you're on the list, awesome, and, and have been for a, a year, long, like yeah, before, quite a while. like not because we're interviewing you. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, we joined it yesterday. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we're really supportive. No, like I and I've actually ended up in a couple things. I ended up on something on uh, they quoted me in something on Slash Film for my other for my movie because of my movie podcast background. Yeah. There, it was they were writing an article about all these. TV shows that are getting brought back It's a crazy new thing and I was like The fuck it is I'm like <laughs> they, I'm like they were bringing back the honeymooners In the 50s like what are you talking about Like they, this is not new I mean in 1971 there was a show called make room For granddaddy like yeah. Like I mean like there is nothing new About this at all and uh, And so like I, it was funny I thought They would call me and interview me and then all of a sudden I'm really vain I have a google alert Set up for my name and it's smart And so I one day I got a google alert that's like Oh, there's you know your name's on Slash Film, and I was like, ah. what? And they just took my email and be, and and they didn't even ask a follow up yeah, or anything. Word, right? Yeah, they just took it, lifted it right from. But yeah, we've been in a couple 
different yeah. things. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's a lot of Thank fun. You. It's it's Thank great. It, it's a great feeling. I mean, I know I've helped a lot of people with it, and I know that like there are a lot of small businesses that like you know couldn't afford a PR firm who have you know gotten bigger and who have grown and who have had success because of this, and that just that just makes me feel really good. Yeah, yeah. So how for my own edification, how is that monetized? Like, where's the money? On so there was a like small that? little text ad I, that I would write um, every morning. Uh, or afternoon, evening, you know, all three ep- all three editions. And with a 79% open rate, you can pretty much command people's first children for, for, <laughs> for that because no one gets a 79% open rate. And right. so we had, I didn't, I, I got to the point where I didn't even do CPMs. I just like, okay, here's the fee. And, you know, it, we it, the open rate was so high that, <clears throat> and there were so many people on the list that a well-written ad, and I wrote every ad, if the ad was good and it was something that, you know, appealed to like entrepreneurs or journalists or, you know, whatever, people would sell out. Like people would take out an ad and it would go out in the noon Harrow, the twelve thirty Harrow, and like by four PM, like they'd be out of inventory, and this happened a lot. And so for that, the you know from my couch, you know, I mean, do the math. We had we had three emails a day, and the, right. the ads were fifteen hundred bucks a piece times times three emails a day times five days a week times four weeks a year. I had two employees working for me who were editors, and they worked from their homes. And uh, in fact, the, the legal name of the entity Harrow was you know the DBA. The legal name of the entity was Two Cats and a Cup of Coffee LLC. <laughs> because the only thing that was awake when I first started it at 5.30 to send out the first hour were, were me and my two cats and my cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned that, that ADHD is, is something that y- you talk about, obviously, on your podcast. And you, you want to make sure that people know that it's not something that's, that's crippling and... What, but what, what should people know about it? Like... You know, today, a lot of people know that there's tons of medication they're trying to give kids. Right. I, and I don't know where you stand on that. But but I mean, I think that's where a lot of people what a lot of people know. They know there's a lot of people being diagnosed with it. They know there's a lot of medication going with it. So what are the things that you feel like they should know? So um, the first thing I want to say is I'm not anti-med. Um, I've, I've written several op-eds and I'm not anti-med. I do, however, feel very, very strongly that it should not be a first line of defense. And we are, we are, I definitely believe that we are over-medicating our children. We are taking away the things that would prevent them from needing medication in the first place. We've, you know, recesses have dropped in public schools from, you know, an hour 50 years ago to 20 minutes today, if, if we're lucky. And yet, there have been countless studies. There was a study in Texas last year. They took an entire school district and they changed breakfast to, you know, like some like a high level of protein as opposed to like, you know, chocolate frosted sugar bombs. <laughs> and they increased recess from 20 minutes to an hour. And instances of acting out with ADHD dropped 54% in boys and even cooler girls raising their hands and getting involved in class and getting involved in the discussion uh, increased 48%. So, I mean, these are ridiculous numbers. I believe that medication has a place for certain people. But the problem I have is that a five-year-old starts acting out, you know, number one, maybe because he's, you know, freaking five. And number (laughs) number two, because, you know, he is having those chocolate frosted sugar bombs and then sitting in front of the TV for an hour. Maybe instead of that, instead of saying, oh, he, he, let's get him tested for ADHD and let's put him on amphetamine salts. Instead of that, maybe we say okay, let's try changing up his diet to fewer processed carbs and more protein. And then instead of having him sit in front of the TV before school, let's have him run around, you know. And, and these, are, these are radical, not radical changes, but they're changes that have to be implemented at school, at the parents have to look at it differently. And so the problem is, is that you put these kids on meds and then they're the kid on meds, right? And, and there's a great line, pills don't teach skills. So the kid stays on meds till he's, he or she's out of college. And eventually off their parents' health plan, and then they can't afford the meds, and then they stop taking them. And what happens? They've learned nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so I am very thankful 
that when I was growing up, it wasn't ADHD. That didn't exist. I'm, I'm 45. It was sit down, you're disrupting the class disease. And <laughs> what I learned about myself, and I didn't realize this until probably like 10 years ago, is that everything I did over the course of my life, from being an entrepreneur to being the class clown and getting in trouble to constantly going home with the note from the teachers, that was all self-medication. I mean, I, you don't, it's no coincidence, it's no you know, coincidence that I'm a licensed skydiver, right? I, I took a whole bunch of people skydiving as a publicity stunt. It was all our first times. 149 people had a great experience. They chalked it up and they're like, okay, that was cool. Nope, I go back the next week and go for my license, right? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's that kind of thing. I, but I've, so over the years, I've learned that it can be a great gift and a lot of my success, like I said, I believe almost all my success is, is because of it. But the flip side is I've had to learn how to manage it. And how to, and I've had to learn that there are things like that because of my ADHD and because of, you know, ADHD is very tied very closely to addictive personality. You know, I did my first 5K uh, at, at like age 29 after having never run before in my life. Again, most people, hey, I did a 5K, let's go have a beer, that was awesome. Signed up for a marathon. <laughs> you know? And after a bunch of marathons, signed up for a triathlon. Now I have two Iron Man under my belt. And it's funny because you look at me and you, I don't look like an Iron Man. You think, oh, you're confused. You watched the movie Iron Man while sitting on your ass. <laughs> But no, you know, and again, Iron Man, it's no coincidence, has the most number of recovering addicts in the world, right? So it's really about knowing myself. And we were talking earlier about, you know, I think off- offline about how uh, we get to wear T-shirts and jeans. Two of us do. I, yeah, two of us do, right. Uh, I have to put... I have, I have had to come up with what I call life rules. And I wrote a book about this called Faster Than Normal, which is also the podcast name. I talk about my life rules. I, um, I have to exercise every day. And the Peloton has literally saved my life in that regard because I'm a single dad. Half the week, I have my daughter. I couldn't go out and run at four in the morning or whatever. If you Google me, you'll find that I'm actually the guy who got arrested in Central Park for exercising, quote unquote, before the park opened. Um, <laughs> Turns out the wrong thing to say to a cop at 4 a.m. is how the f- do you close nature? <laughs> oh, my God. I grew up in Manhattan. I've never heard of Central Park closing, but whatever. So, you know, I, the Peloton is I get up around 3.45, 4 a.m. I'm a member of the, uh, the pre-dawn, pre-dawn Riders tribe. And uh, I'll do like, you know, two or three, either 45 minute classes or four 30 minute all on demands before the 6 a.m. live. And I'm done at 6.45, a quick shower. And my daughter wakes up around 7. If I don't work out, I don't get the dopamine, the serotonin, the adrenaline that normal people have, you know, that neurotypical people, as they call them, have that 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 people with ADHD are constantly seeking. And so if I don't have that, I don't have a good day. Right. My, my closet is very simple. I have two sides. The first side is literally they're literally labeled. Left side says T-shirt. It says um, office slash travel and it's T-shirts and jeans. And the right side says speaking slash TV. And it's button-down shirts, jacket, and jeans. And that's it. All my suits, ties, all that crap is in another room in my daughter's closet. Because if I had to uh, go to the closet in the morning, oh, what should I wear? Oh, look at that vest. I remember that vest. Laura, give me that vest. I wonder how she's doing. I should look her. It's three hours later. I'm naked in the living room on Facebook. I haven't left the house. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a story that Einstein had like like 14 of the exact same suit? Because he's like, he's like, why spend that much time thinking about it? Look at Zuckerberg. Look at Obama. Why waste time thinking about things you don't better your life? I know what works for me. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. With your the speeches and stuff that you give are, are is that pretty ADHD specific or what or do you hit other topics no so I after um, selling Harrow I spent a year trying to figure out why Harrow sold for as much as it did because I really thought it was uh, you know um, I had no idea look I'm not an MBA right I'm not a business guy I just I, I know people and I know I know how people think and I, I like talking to people and so it was one of those like right of a movie they make me an offer I hang I'm like oh that's interesting I'll have to think of it over I hang up the phone I'm like oh my god I can't believe it. <laughs> and uh 
<laughs> so I, I tried to figure out why a business would think that my company was so valuable. And what I discovered was that they had interviewed 200 or 300 random users of, of Harrow and Every single one said, oh, yeah, I totally feel like I'm invested in this company. Like, if I ever have a problem, I just email Peter. You know, I, I was sending 1.5 million emails a day from the email address Peter at Shankman.com, which is still mine. Right. Right. If you had a problem, you just replied to me. It was very simple. And so I realized that there's, okay, why is this so special? Because most companies don't do it. Customer service in general in this country sucks ass. Yeah. Yep, that's true. And that's story. not that's not something you know that I'm not you know joking or I'm not I'm not being uh, it's not hyperbole. It really is terrible mm-hmm. right and so if it's so terrible then it turns out i don't need to be awesome i wasn't striving to be awesome i was simply being one level if that above what everyone expected yeah i can't tell you how many speaking gigs i've gotten major corporations massively huge speaking gigs you know for uh, for really decent fees because they call the number on my website and it rings to my cell phone and i'd answer it and it's hysterical <laughs> when they go i'm like hi peter jack when they go hi uh is this the office of Peter? I'm like, yeah, this Peter. I'm like, great. Um, is it possible to speak to Peter? Okay, this is Peter. <laughs> it's not and Peter they just, working you know, for Peter. They apparently, like, called like 25 other speakers, and they either got voicemail or an assistant. Or I'm just like, yeah, hey, what's up? You know, I'm, I'm walking to catch my flight. How you doing? What do you want to talk about? And they're they're shocked. They're floored. <laughs> but to me, that's just I was raised to you know be a decent person. <laughs> right. And and I'll never forget. I mean, like this is my, one of my favorite stories. And I only remember this because my cat, I'm, I'm home now. And my cat out of the two cats from the cup of coffee, one of them is left. The NASA, he's right there. <laughs> Karma was my first one. I found her in the street, found them both. And the day I sold Harrow, they made the announcement in D.C. And I, I was flying home the next morning. And for the first time in my life, I started to believe my own press. I mean, because when you're ADHD, you know, you, you, you might have the greatest ideas in the world, but you constantly feel like you can't accomplish a thing. I mean, not a day goes by where I don't wake up and I'm sure this is the day the New York Times is going to run this huge expose on why I suck. And <laughs> when they don't, it's obviously because I'm not important enough for the New York Times to write an article about why I suck, right? I know my first thought was at least you made the Times. Exactly. <laughs> no. exactly. So I sell this company. I have some money in the bank. As I'm in the elevator my, to my apartment, for the first time, I remember it clearly. I'm like, man, I'm the shit. <laughs> I, just, I just did this thing. I got some money, man. I, this is what everyone wants, and I did it. And I opened the door to my apartment, and I had a you know entryway, hallway, a four-foot-long skinny rug, and... When I tell you that Karma and NASA puked on the rug, you think, oh, they puked in the spot on the rug. No, they'd gotten in the night before. They'd get into a 25-pound bag of dried food, fresh, brand new, full, eaten as much as they could, drank some water, walked over to the carpet, thrown up, and then apparently repeated the process about 15 times over the course of the night. Like, imagine a football stadium, how they, how they make those crisscrosses when they, when they mow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I spent the first three hours of my life uh, as a millionaire uh, on my knees cleaning up cat puke and I believe to this day that that was supposed to happen <laughs> that was the universe saying great job don't get cocky and that's when he started his company about cat bulimia <laughs> which is the real reason he came to talk to us today Oh my god It's a serious issue It is and, and I'm really frustrated With how people Make fun of it This is just a punchline You know Oh my god Wow Well that's yeah. That is hilarious What a great story it, so, it's, it's, like, it's random And I love that You know It's the concept That I don't You can't take anything Seriously right And if you could just If you spend your day and, and if you've done Nothing else But just like Make someone laugh Or tell a funny story Or help someone In some capacity In my book That's a win Right. That's a huge, huge win. 
I grew up, like I said, a New York City public school kid. My parents were public school teachers. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I was what, what they call middle, middle class, I guess, back then, if that. <laughs> and so I just, every once in a while, I look around, I'm like, I have no idea how the hell I got here, but it's kind of, I'm having fun and I'm helping people. That's literally it. At the end of the day, did I have fun today? Cool. I'll do this again tomorrow. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, it's a sweet gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you definitely game the system. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and jeans and hoodies. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, but again, I, I, I'm very, very fortunate and very, very lucky. You know, this was, it's, you know, you, you trace it back to what happens if the, the, my friend at, at Boston University hadn't given me an AOL disc in 1993 and I hadn't joined and, and started looking at, you know, you, you just go, all those little little moments add up add up to something. But yeah, you know, I, I did some work for Tony Bennett like 15 years ago and uh, went out to dinner with him one night and it was him, his like gorgeous 29-year-old girlfriend, my, my mom, my dad, and me and walking to this gorgeous restaurant with no reservation, you know, because he's Tony Bennett. Right. And we had this amazing dinner. And at some point through the dinner, apparently my mom got up to go to the bathroom. My dad and I were like, you ever seen the Simpsons when they eat? Just, you know, <laughs> and my mom got up to go to the bathroom. We were eating, didn't pay attention. And Tony, but Tony Bennett stood up for my mom when she went to the bathroom. And when she came back, he stood up again. And, you know, dinner ends and Tony and his girlfriend get, get into their, their car and you know, the driver or whatever. My, my mom, my dad and me are walking to the to a cab and, and my dad's like my god the food was amazing I'm like yeah it was incredible and I was like Tony Bennett stood up for me when I went to the bathroom and then didn't talk to either of us for a week <laughs> and, but I learned from that right and now I've the longest relationships I've ever had I, there's a woman who told me like one of my longest relationships she goes I wasn't gonna have a second date with you but you stood up when I, when I went to the bathroom at the restaurant and you asked me about my day <laughs> Right. So I don't need you to be awesome. I don't need anyone to be awesome. I just need a little bit better than what we expect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? What's the joke? The two guys are, are running in the woods on a, a trail run and they see a bear and they freak. They're freaking out. Like, oh, my God, the bear's going to charge us. And the first guy, like, leans down and tightens up his sneakers. And the second guy says, dude, don't be crazy. You can't outrun a bear. The first guy says, no, no, no I just need to outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that that'll is do it. <laughs> So did your parents feel like you was that was that a, maybe a moment when they were like our son made it because you're like let's go to dinner with Tony Bennett? No, um, <laughs> you know my parents my parents are awesome. I love them to death. I'm still I'm very fortunate. They're both still very much alive. They live three blocks from me, which in Manhattan is cool. If, if like we lived in Iowa and they lived three blocks from me, I'd see them every day. But in Manhattan, you still have to like find time to see each other because I'm never going to run into them on the street of three blocks away in Manhattan. But. <laughs> You know, they're, they're great. And they, they, they understand what I do now. You know, there was a time when I went on my own. You're going on your own. You're calling your PR firm the Geek Factory. Okay. <laughs> you know, now they understand. They understand that I'm, I'm a speaker. And I, once you write a book, and I've written five books, once you write a book, that it's just, it's, oh, yeah, my son's an author. <laughs> and and it's it's very easy to uh, yeah, but uh, you know it's it's interesting. They, they weren't they weren't very public people, and they were very they were very uh, they both worked at the the New York City Board of Education, and they retired really at the top of their game in the public schools in New York. But you know it still weirds them out to to turn on CNN every once in a while and see me on it, or uh, you know to to get a Google alert on my name, and it's it's some ma major newspapers and it's it's fun, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think awesome. my I don't think my mom ever calmed down until I got a government job. Yeah, and, it, and then I got a government job booking concerts, but like she was like, "Oh, he has Tommy has a government job. I feel okay <laughs> yep. now. It's gonna be okay. They don't fire anybody." <laughs> there, were, no, there were years though. There were years where like you know they I was making my rent and I was paying my bills and I had a few bucks in the bank and they didn't understand. <laughs> but you don't seem like you're doing much, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and but but I love them and they 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 did get it and um you know it's it's funny entrepreneurship is if you're not an entrepreneur you don't know you yeah. know it is a lot of fun 
It's incredible highs. It's incredible lows. It's essentially, what's the line? It's every morning waking up and jumping off a cliff with the objective to build a parachute that functions before you hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. that's that is a good thing to do. That's definitely important. <laughs> I will say the Peloton has helped. You know, I, I, I discovered exercise probably 20 years ago now as, as a way to as a way to sort of reset my brain and get that the ADHD reset that I need. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the middle of the day, if I'm, I have an office, but if I'm home from work, middle of the night, if my brain won't shut off, I can't, I, I would go out for a run at three in the morning, but you know, it's, I prefer not to. That, that damn bike, I've become one of those people. It's horrible. <laughs> one well, of those like, people. I, people I used to make fun of, like vegans, who I used to joke that, oh God, how do you know, how do you, how do you know if, if you meet a vegan, don't worry, they'll tell you. Um, right. <laughs> I'm the guy who literally, if I'm on a plane and the, and the plane's going down, the flight attendant said, oh my God, the pilots are dead. Can anyone fly a plane? I'll stand up and be like, well, no, but I own a Peloton. Here's why you should get one. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you find it then? Who's, who did that for you? So I, uh, about two years ago now, I guess, maybe a little less. Yeah, about two years ago. I, I met their head of marketing just at, at through various people at some event. I'd heard about it. And I met this person, and she's she had, I guess, used Help a Reporter. She's like, oh, I know who you are. Why don't you come in and have a ride on me? And I'm like, sure. You know, and I just wanted to experience it. And my goal at that point was, well, they're, you know, they're new. Maybe I could use my audience and get a free bike. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I, so I, I rode one bike. It was a lot of fun. It was my first ride with, with Christine. I'll never forget. And it was, it, it was funny because the woman didn't know, I guess, that I, I exercised. And she and I came in like fifth in the class. And she's like, wow, you're, that's, huh. You know, all of a sudden, like, I, had, I had cachet in, in, in this marketing director's mind. But long story short, I, I left and I, I reached out to the marketing person a couple weeks later. I'm like, hey, you want to get coffee? Oh, P.S. She'd been let go with like half the team. And this oh. is, I guess, when they cleaned house uh, about a year or so ago. And um, I'm like, okay, whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And then I was flying home from a speech in like late April of 17. And uh, I just, I was checking my email on the plane and I get a note from, an email from my sports doctor who said, hey Peter, you know, we got the results of the MRI for your foot. I had surgery on my foot a couple of years ago that didn't work. Mm. He said, we got the results from the MRI and and yeah, nothing's changed. And you know, we got to figure out the root of the problem of why your left foot still hurts. And we're not sure what it is, but we'll keep trying. And I was literally so angry that I couldn't, that this meant like no running for at least another month or two that I, I shut down my email and the website that opened afterwards was uh, uh, just a news site. I don't even remember what it was. And there was a story about connected tools and they mentioned Peloton. I'm like, oh, I remember that bike. And literally on an airplane flying to New York, I rage purchased my Peloton. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the only one who makes the occasional rage purchase. <laughs> oh my God. No, and, and it's, but that's the thing. I rage purchased the Segway too, and that was a mistake, but you know, I once, this thing- I once rage purchased an exact replica of Tom Servo from Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> you, that, you know, I got to be honest with you that most people would find that weird. I, you are like literally uh, like very, very high in my book right now. <laughs> but and well, I, the funny thing is I remember purchasing it and thinking, okay, that was really freaking stupid because it's gonna you live in a two-bedroom Manhattan good job giving up half your apartment space right there and (laughs) and you know you remember what you know you're a Jewish kid who grew up in in New York City you remember that your parents had lots of workout equipment that essentially held clothing yeah right yeah you know they were over glorified hangers this is gonna be the same thing you're an idiot why would you do this especially if you're trying to minimize and it showed up and they these two guys nice guys they came in and four minutes later it was put together and they were out and i'm like all right whatever and i I went on that afternoon and i because my my thought was that if it was an on-demand ride it would just be a ride and you'd compete against yourself and nothing else (laughs) and i i started the ride 
And the second the lead, I, I figured it was just a passive leaderboard, like for decoration. The second I moved up one, like, do, like Domino's like, Pizza Tracker, literally, that was the the like I guess what, when a, if a junkie has that first time where they got addicted, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! These the, the, even the on demand rides are quote unquote live. <laughs> well, you and I remember compete. I remember the person who was ahead of me. It was it was the first person I ever followed. Her screen name, I still remember it, P-R or the E-R. <laughs> That's and a great I, I was so name. new there that I thought, oh, she must do public relations for the emergency session. Maybe she knows about Harrow. I didn't realize it was like a person. And I'm fighting her to, to beat her the entire time. And I get off the bike 45 minutes later. I'm like, what in the hell just happened? <laughs> well, like, I'm in my bedroom. I'm sweating. Like, I just ran a marathon. I am high as a kite on dopamine. I literally looked at the bike. It was like when Marty McFly <laughs> saw the DeLorean reappear. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? That is how I felt. And and I, yeah, I was like, I was shocked because I, I do marketing. You know, I'm a, I'm a marketing advertising PR guy. I, I don't get caught up on branded. Oh, my God. This thing. <laughs> I thought it was funny when he, when you said uh, I thought I would use my podcast or you know used my audience to get a free bike and I was like see we we bought the bike and then built an audience that's why he's an entrepreneur well, yeah and, no and here's the funniest thing here's the funniest thing I don't you know I I do what's called I'm a social influencer and I have to predicate that with I hate that goddamn term it makes me feel like the biggest <laughs> douche in the world but because I, I don't believe I am and I I get. I get offers every single day. Hey, we have this new product. Do you want to share it with you? And 99% of the time, it's no. Go screw yourself because I, I, my belief is that having an audience is a privilege. It's not a right, right? Yeah. And I'm not yeah. going to subject my audience to some bullshit that, that they, don't have, they don't care about, that I don't care about. That's ridiculous. And, and there are people who do that. And you know, some say, oh, well, they make good money. Like, good, let them. That's not in my code of ethics. If I promote something, I, and first of all, if I promote something and I'm getting paid for it, I damn well will tell you. But more importantly, if I promote something, it's because I truly do love it. Yeah, I, yeah it's it's funny because we have people come at us with stuff occasionally. I'm sure not near as frequently as you do. But yeah. so far, we've just been kind of been like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, hey, also, so I don't. Much of it I don't do. Yeah. Well, and and it's also, I mean, I don't, I, we don't do the podcast for, you know, to, to sell. Th- I mean, we're not trying to, to push things on people. That's not really what the goal is, you know? And so if, if there's something that we feel like people need to know about, like you said, then we'll tell them for free. But there's not, there's not really... I don't know. It's just not, no, it's not totally where we want to take it. I mean, faster than normal is not, the podcast faster than normal, it's not, I never started that thing to make money. And, you know, occasionally now we have an advertiser because they'll hear it and they'll be like, hey, I'm a fan of your podcast. I have something that, you know, I'm, I'm working with ADHD kids or schools, or whatever. You know, I, I started working with specialized bikes because they have a nonprofit called Riding for Focus, where they put public middle school kids on bikes to counteract the negative effects of ADHD. And it's doing such a world of good. Hmm. And so for these guys, I'll, I'll go to the ends of the earth because they're 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 truly you know, benefiting society. I'm not looking to get paid for that or anything. I just think that they're doing wonderful work. You know, so for me, it was really about, again, I wake up every day. I'm like, I can't believe I have an audience. I can't believe these people want to hear from me and like what I'm doing. It's, I giggle. I literally giggle. I'm 45 years old and I giggle. I I giggle. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you guys, I mean, personally, I love 
I love what you're what you've built here, and you know the the I listen to the podcast. I love it because it's um it's authentic. Number one, it's real. You know, it's not you're not pushing some you don't have a, a ulterior motive. You know, again, similar to what, what I've done on mine, but it's it's fun. It's you have an audience that is so that's the other thing about Peloton. They've made and they've built an audience that is so unbelievably engaged. I haven't seen and I said this I haven't seen engagement like the Peloton audience since I worked at AOL. And yeah, I always back, say. Back, I always say I, I don't think I've seen people this engaged since like the Branch Davidians. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I'd go out for a smoke break because I, you know, everyone smoked in the nineties, and I at AOL, and I'd be standing out in the front of the building, and I'd see people pull up in like two or three cars, and like twelve people would get out, run up to the AOL sign, and take pictures in front of it. Right, <laughs> and people that met in chat rooms. And decided to have a road trip to meet up in person. And then they'd, they'd come up to me. They'd see my badge. And they'd be like, do you work here? <laughs> like, yeah, I just pulled a 36-hour shift covering the Olympics. Why, why do you think this is awesome? You know? But, right. But it was, that, it was that level of adoration. And you're taking pictures back then. It was not like taking pictures now. No. Like, you had, to, you had to put thought into it. Somebody bring a camera. Make sure there's film. Let's all take. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, nowadays, it's like you, you always have phone. a camera. It's not a big deal. But, like, that wasn't like we're passing this oh it'd be funny we should get a picture like that was you planned it that was a mission you went <laughs> to the right. outhouse that was the the the, the photo mat kodak had a, came out with the first digital camera called the mavica which the the memory was a, a 3.5 inch floppy disk and you know it held like <laughs> oh my like four god pictures and each one was about 970k which was oh my god this is the most the highest quality i've ever seen <laughs> yeah i remember the first time i saw a digital camera was when i was working i was an intern for the point morning show and like they had the guy and i don't even know what his name it was but it was like he was like I think he was like the head of Yahoo at the time, and this would have been like ninety five, ninety six, and uh, and he came in and he's like, "Can I take some pictures?" We're like, "Sure," and he pulls out this digital camera, and, and we're just all, all like, Whoa. "Are you from the future?" <laughs> and it was even like we were even like, "Well, what would you even do with a digital picture? Like, why? Like, who gives a shit? What would you? Where are you going to put that? Can you print yeah. it out somewhere?" That was the thing, right? And now the, the funniest thing is, I just found this company that uh, I found online called Mixed Tiles, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like grow up and like put stuff in my walls that isn't like you know movie posters. And um, you shut so your whore tiles. mouth. There's nothing wrong with putting movie posters on here. There's nothing. There's nothing at all. But at age 45, I think it's time that I took uh, you know the in and out poster that for the frame poster, the working girl frame poster off my living room. <laughs> well, yeah, you need better taste in movies. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I ordered these mixed tiles, and like all of a sudden, you know, we've spent all this time making everything digital, and now there's an app that allows you to. Print and hang up your photos, and I'm like, everything old is new again. It's, yeah, you know. it's the uh, it's the photographic equivalent of vinyl. <laughs> Seriously, right? Yeah. So since you live in Manhattan, do you do you tend to ride at the studio very much, or are you just like, I got a bike right here. Why would I do that? I do actually. Um, on you know, at least like I try to go at least once every couple of weeks on days that you know I don't know my daughter. It's nice to go to a six a.m. class. I you know to meet some of the instructors. Uh, Jennifer Jacobs uh, teaches uh, a lot of the 6 a.m.s on Fridays, and, uh, you know, she's very cool. We follow each other on Instagram, and, and so it's fun to, you know, be there in person, say hi to her. Um, uh, like I said, Christine is amazing. Um, John Michael is incredible. He and I actually become friends. We're going along with a, other people this weekend. We're going to see a Broadway show. So it's like... <laughs> what are you seeing? So um, in the 80s, there was a wonderful show <clears throat> that to this day is my number one favorite show called Chess. Chess? And the, one Night in Bangkok. Chess. Murray Head. 
There you go. Yeah. Man, I, I, I love I've seen so it. Much. I saw it I, when it, I actually saw the touring <laughs> production that lasted probably one tour because it was chess. Yeah. And, uh, nice. but yeah, I saw it at the Fox when I was a kid one night. Chess I also. Legend. Yeah. The legend that it is now. Like in 68 days. Chess was the first time I ever wrote a letter to the editor of the New York Times because uh, Frank Rich, who was the Broadway critic, right. killed the show. Had it, had it had one more week of tales, it would have made its money enough to stay open. Instead, it closed at 68 shows. And I remember saying, mm. I thought I was, I thought I was uh, Hemingway. I said, much like doctors or surgeons have to go back to school every once in a while so they don't kill their patients, perhaps <laughs> critics should go back to school so they don't kill perfectly viable shit. But so long story short, it's being performed for like four, four nights only at the Kennedy Center in D.C. featuring Raul Esperanza. I mean, it's going to be amazing. That sounds and, um, great. So yeah, I managed to, I found out about that and I, I jumped on that immediately. But, um, and I gotta give a shout out. It's, it's funny. My, my, my ex Kira, my, my, uh, my daughter's mom, my closest friend in the world still, she said, when I told her I was going on your show, she goes, okay, so the male host, you and him are going to bond. <laughs> Trust me, you and him are going to be like besties. I'm like, leave me alone. Okay, so uh, here I am publicly, Kira. You're right. You know everything. I I know nothing. Thank you. Oh my god! Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I I I, my mom took me to all that uh, theater and and Broadway stuff when it would ever come through town. I mean, I've seen like weird stuff, like I like uh, like stuff that if you live in St. Louis, you don't typically get to see professional productions of like Starlight Express. Starlight Express, of course. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, of course. Yeah. First show I ever saw was I was five years old, so it had to be like seventy seven, seventy eight. It was uh, Sweeney Todd with Angela Lansbury. Nice. Wow. Five years old, and at, at intermission, I'll never Five? forget this quick say, intermission, this woman in uh, behind us in his fur coat turns to my mother and says, do you really think this is appropriate for a child of his age? And my mother turns to me and goes, Peter, what do you think of the show? And I, I love it. And she turns back to him and says, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> I remember my mom when I, she took me to see. Uh, I wanted to see the comedians, and so when they opened the Fox Theater in town, they would bring in comedians. But she was got season tickets, and she's like, "You got to see everybody." So like Liberace uh, and Sammy Davis Jr. I saw all that stuff too, but I always wanted to go to the comedians. And she took me the one time we went and saw Joan Rivers, and I was probably like twelve. 13 oh and she's like uh and when it's over and she just was like dying and she's just like what'd you think and i was like i like i thought it was funny and i'm like <sighs> but there was some stuff that i like i don't know that i fully understood and she's like she's like well what would that be because i was a fairly precocious child and and uh <laughs> and she's i was just like What's a gynecologist? Ah, <laughs> and then she, once she kind of delicately explained that, I'm like, okay, I get the other 35% of the act. <laughs> My not so well kept secret is that I, I actually went to high school of performing arts. Um, oh, nice. In Manhattan. You know, the, you know, the quote unquote fame. Fame, school, yeah, right? fame school, yeah. You, da- I, you danced in the streets and you did. Yeah, uh, I never yeah. did any of that shit. But I did. <laughs> I did graduate with so my my graduating class of 1990 had Marlon Wayans and Omar Epps. Wow. One uh, two years before me was Jennifer Aniston nice. and before, one year before, after pre nose job pre yeah. nose jobs and, and right yeah. And then Adrian Brody a year after me and then and we used to this used to be a badge of honor we tell everyone. Then of course in 2006 Nicki Minaj graduated from there and like screwed it up for everyone. But um, <laughs> you know it was having access to that school to those kind of teachers to Broadway ten blocks away. I mean that's why. When people say, oh, my God, you're raising your four and a half year old in New York City. I look at them and go, that, like, that's even a question. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, whenever we're there, I'm just, I was just like, oh, like I, like when we're in LA, I'm like, I love LA. It's a lot of fun, but I couldn't, I don't think I could live there. But New York, I'm like, I could totally live here. Yeah. No yeah. question. And Absolutely. the best part about going to the fame school is that you're going to live forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I already learned how to fly, so we're good. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> you are covered. You are checking boxes left <laughs> and right. So when you, when you do go in for your rides, uh, do you, do you have a specific instructor you seek out? I know you listed. Some or or are you just kind of like dealer's choice? You just walk in and get who you get. So you know, I I love them all. I think they're all wonderful in their own way. I know that some people are like unbelievably like you know in in so and so's camp or faction, and will will you know it's like it's like a, a episode of Altered Carbon. It's like you're either pro or con. But I love them. I think they're all they're all great in their own way. What I'm looking when I go to class. I'm looking for, again, that chemistry in the brains, that hit where I had a great workout and it, it sort of rebooted me. Lately, I've been doing a lot more high-intensity interval training classes because no one told me, apparently, six months after you turn 45, your ability to lose weight just sort of stops. Like, yeah, completely. that's that's a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. forever. And forever. so, you know, I, I do, like, three or four hit classes, uh, or, two, well, probably two hit classes a, a day, and I have, you know... My breakfast is like I look at an egg for you know for lunch. I have I have one piece of lettuce and I I, I lick an olive for dinner. But <laughs> you know, so I, I love the high intensity stuff. And then, but I'm an '80s kid. And so at the end of the day, if I if I'm if it's not hit, it's I'm, I'm in an '80s class. Gotcha. So are you looking forward to the uh, to the tread? Oh yeah, you know. So I I, I put the deposit down and I, I'm. Were you were you rageful when you did it, or did you do this no, one common collection? I, I, I drank the Kool Aid. You know, I'm like, I'm hoping that I'll be able to. You know, again, my foot. I'm having foot issues. I'm hoping. I'm hopeful I'll be able to run. Hell, I have, I'm signed up for four half Ironman this summer, so I damn well better be able to run. You know, but even the, even your exercise choice isn't focused on one thing. You got to do Ironman. <laughs> Well, why suck at one sport when you can suck at three? I mean, my, my favorite st- story about that is I, I had a, uh, my first Ironman, it was 2010, I was still running Harrow, and I mentioned in one of the Harrow editions about how much I love sport beans. You know, they're made by, like, Jelly Belly, they're like Jelly Beans, Gatorade Jelly Bean type thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so someone, I guess the sport beans PR person or whatever was on the list, and they reached out, hey, we'll send you a bunch of sport beans. I'm like, cool. So they sent me sport beans, they sent me a sport beans Jersey, which is essentially it's a team sport beans on the back, and it was covered in like huge, colorful jelly beans. It's a great <laughs> jersey if you want to get noticed, bike jersey. And so I wore it for my first Ironman, Ironman Cozumel in 2010, and I I was scared to death. I was literally at the at the pier on the ocean at like 5 a.m. No one else was there yet. I'm just you know praying, just don't let me die. <laughs> I remember this guy comes up to me, and it's this German accent. He goes, Ah, I see uh, shirt. I see you too, a sponsored athlete. And I, <laughs> I, I, I come out of my sort of haze and I look at him and he's thin. He's like literally one eighth my weight, <laughs> the same, same height. Right. And he's wearing a jersey that says Cervelo, which is arguably one of the world's fastest triathlon bikes. It's obviously obvi- he's obviously on, you know, a pro athlete. On Tuesday. And, I'm, and he's German. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, they, they, they gave me a shirt and, and some. Yeah, they gave me a shirt. And I go back to look in the water. He goes, "Well, are you are you hoping to place?" <laughs> I, I look. I, so I, I stand up and I look over and I'm like, "Am I hoping to place, sir?" I can tell by your jersey since you're sponsored by arguably one of the fastest triathlon bikes in the world. I can tell you're a pro athlete and sponsored by Cervelo. Sir, if you look at my jersey, uh, <laughs> you, you'll see that I'm sponsored by fucking candy. <laughs> no, I'm not hoping to place. He goes, what, is, what is your time goal? I go, it's the same day. I would really like you to just go over there. <laughs> time goal involves a calendar. <laughs> my time goal involves like the, literally not dying. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'd love to tread if for no other reason than just to get a little 
faster on the bike, lose a little more weight. It's basic physics. The more weight I lose, the less I have to carry. The logic would suggest the faster I can get. <laughs> it does make sense. I was a mass communications major, so I can't weigh in on the physics of all this. <laughs> I mean, that's, so was I. I get it. Yeah, I need a, I need the tip app to just even do just to not just to not have them spit in my food. So. Are you in any of the any of the groups out there, or you got enough to do in a day? No, so I, I'm I, you know I'm on Facebook a lot for for work in the respect that like you know I do ads and I have and, and my my mastermind group is the digital version is based on Facebook and then we have video calls off of it. But so yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm a member of some of the groups. Like I said, the pre dawn riders is like they're wonderful because it's like people just as crazy as me. <laughs> These people are on the you know by like four a.m. they're posting their you know their M pace line. Results and I'm like you know my people I feel loved um, <laughs> and then um, so there's a I go to the official page a lot uh, just to, just to look around but I don't get notifications it's just very very busy and there's literally there's a Peloton group for on Facebook for everything there's I've been invited to the Jewish Peloton riders and I've been invited to the uh, entrepreneur Peloton riders there's an after hours Peloton group it's just it's again I haven't seen anything like this since AOL and good for Peloton if they if keep this up like that their audience. That so engaged and so vibrant without expecting anything in return is that is what's going to make them the billion dollar unicorn. Anyone, you know, it, look, they have great tech. They have the bike is amazing. I love it. It's great technology. I'm sure the treadmill will be too. But let's face it, you got hundred thousand ambassadors every day doing nothing but spreading the word. That's what turns a company into a golden god. For that sure, is absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I do. I think you're watching it unfold. Yeah. It's pretty cool to watch, actually. It's funny, like, I don't really see, and I don't know that they would come on and tell the story if it, if it did, but you don't really see a lot of people talking about, like, oh, I don't, I never use it anymore. Every once in a while, you see somebody that's like, oh, I fell out of the habit. And, you know, nobody's going to bat a thousand, but for the most part, I, I haven't seen people, rageful people that are like, I bought this $2,000 thing and I'm still shelling out money and blah, blah, blah. You know what I the mean? The only like, time I've seen anything even approaching that is like on the buy-sell trade group and and I, it's not angry people. It's a lot just, of they're it, sad. They're yeah. like, I had a life changing event and I can't afford this. It, yeah. Seriously, it's like, it's yeah. like we're moving to a place that doesn't accept dogs. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly like we're right. We're trying to find a good home for my Peloton. <laughs> and, that's, and that's, you know, again, what's so incredible about because this is all Organic. I, I, I don't believe, and look, I could be wrong or naive, but I don't believe that Peloton corporate is going out and recruiting. Like they're no, literally no. letting it flow organically, which is just the smartest conceivable thing they could ever do. Yeah. I completely I, agree. I agree. So um, do you have any advice for, for people that just uh, entered the world of Pelotonia? Just, so what I do, and the, probably I'm sure everyone does this, I'm special. When you're working really hard on a ride, just click on the person a point above you and the person a point below you and follow them. Because and then just, you know, use the people I follow metric when you're on your next ride and those are your rabbits, right? Those are the people that get you faster. Yeah. That's a really good one. I I mean it's that's you know, it's the same as like when you're running a ten K or running a marathon, you you look for the person just slightly ahead of you and you just try to Catch them the entire race. I'm like that at a uh, hometown buffet. <laughs> uh, and Bubble Witch. And Bubble Witch. <laughs> Bubble Witch too. That's, that's I'm not that's a the creature. beauty of ADHD is that I, I don't have. Um, remember the movie War Games? Absolutely, Joshua. The only winning move is not to play. Is the last yeah. line? Yeah. Right. I've, I've learned that about myself. So you know, I don't. You said hometown buffet. Like so, I I live in New York City. It's the pizza capital of the world. Yeah. I I'm sure you guys you go. You go home, you had a long day or whatever. You, you're just like, I don't want to cook. I'm going to order a pizza. You have a couple of slices. You put the rest in the fridge. And that's, that's, that's <laughs> you're adorable. Pizza. 
I've never had leftover pizza in my life. Yeah. Yeah, neither right? is Tom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Again, shout out to Kira. You were right. So, um, <laughs> so it's like, literally, I've, I've, had a, I've, I've learned to stop doing certain things and put that energy elsewhere. I don't drink anymore. Um, not because I was, not because I've had a problem or I was going out and getting drunk, but because I don't have one drink. Yeah. No, I can you know? totally understand that. Yeah. Absolutely. So free internet events or whatever, the corporate events, and it's an open bar. Yeah, I'm the same way. I rare, I rarely drink, and I always joke that I have two settings: Billy Graham and Billy Carter. Like, there's oh my no, god, I love that. There's that no might replace that might replace Namaste and I'll cut a bitch. That's <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm I'm like either not drinking at all or like it's on, bitch. Like it's gonna be crazy. And there's, that's the key. And yeah. that, you know, and the funny thing is, is like you don't have the ability to like moderation isn't a thing, right? I love these people who say, well, you know, I had a girlfriend once, and she goes, the first time I ever realized I might have a problem with drinking, I didn't realize. It wasn't I had a problem with drinking I just again I do everything fast She goes oh, Well geez If you just have a problem With drinking Just don't drink so much Oh is that, I'm so, My bad <laughs> yeah. It's that simple Right Screw me Right Yeah. yeah. But what was I think Start running it into AA like meetings that. Guys I figured it out just Don't do it <laughs> exactly. so much Exactly <laughs> No And the joke is Is that, is that it, it wasn't Again I wasn't getting And I wasn't gaining weight from drinking, per se, I was getting weight because I'd wake up the next morning. I wasn't. I wouldn't be hungover or anything like that. I'd just be, eh. you know, I'd get it at one in the morning as opposed to going to bed now. I'm, I'm asleep by eight o'clock. If I put my daughter down at eight, 8 p.m., I'm out by eight fifteen, and so I'd, I'd get sleep like one in the morning, and so I wouldn't wake up at five and, and go for a run or whatever. And well, I didn't wake up at five and go for a run, so screw it. I might as well order three grilled cheese and tomato and bacon sandwiches from the diner so I can get rid of this alcohol. Well, oh. shit, if I did that for breakfast, I might as well order, you know. Yes. Mexican for lunch because and well if I did that let's have dinner for pizza and I'm not going to work out and I had a trainer once who said Peter just an FYI uh, a cheat day isn't supposed to last four weeks and <laughs> and again I just I can't moderate and so I've learned and and most people that she can't and so I've learned it's it's all or nothing wow it's hard to do that though I mean because if you say all or nothing you have to be so disciplined all the time that it's also hard to relax ever in that way well I'm far from perfect I mean I am as disciplined as I can be and, and 99% of the time It's great What I've learned Is not to beat myself up For the 1% of the time It's not But to just get back On it And so like You know If I don't work out One morning Or I sleep in Or whatever Or the alarm doesn't work You know not to say, oh my God, you're a loser. You just, it's not, one mistake doesn't undo everything you've been doing for the past year, two years, whatever, or even the past week. It simply means, okay, look at how the, all the awesome you did for the past week, month, year, whatever. Now let's keep going. You know, this one day you, you did this, you didn't do the awesome thing this one day, but you have all this background of 16 months or two years or whatever. Let's keep going again. When you when you realize it's not just about, oh, I, I blew everything I did. You know, if, if you lose, I've lost close to 45 pounds over the past two and a half years. If I have a night where I eat literally all the pizza in Manhattan, I don't wake up the next morning 45 pounds heavier. Right. I just have to make sure it doesn't become the same oh. thing I do the next day and the day after that and the day after that. As long as you do that, I'm okay. You know, a little window into what it looks like in in, in our studio right now is <laughs> I have a very uh, self satisfied smug look on my face, <laughs> and Crystal is refusing to make eye contact with me because Tom may have said those exact words to me before yeah. when I might beat myself up. The, ex wait, the extent that the three of us need to go have dinner is just like unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be there in May. Mental note: stand. Stand up awesome. and Crystal goes to the bathroom. Awesome. <laughs> Just hope you get up and leave to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, that's the key, right? Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, it's that thing, you know, and you realize that 
once you start, so what I do is I wind up thinking, so I sleep in my gym clothes, which is another great tip. I sleep in my shorts and my shirt and I wake up in the morning and my shoes are right at the end of the bed. Right. And you, it's kind of hard to go back to sleep, you know, when you're in your gym clothes already. Yeah. And it's also kind of hard to um, say, no, I want to go back to bed. None of this matters when you have a, a a digital lighting system or an internet of things lighting system that turns on automatically as you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) So So you wake up and it's like, okay, it's, it's light. I'm in my gym clothes. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I mean, there really, there's no point in going back to sleep with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for me, that's sort of the wake up call. And it's like, Okay, I'm up. And I, there's a guy I knew, uh, Hal Elrod. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning, and he said this great thing. He says, if you, if you hit your snooze bar, you're already late to your day. Mm, right? That's and a good point. being late, as you know. So, like, for me, it's like, okay, I'm up. And I know, how, if, I know that if I don't do this, how am I going to feel in 12 hours when I get home and my day wasn't as productive as it could have been and I'm not, you know, I'm not happy and I'm angry at myself? Dude, get your ass out of bed. It's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not worth it. You're going to be too mad later. <laughs> No question. What is your leaderboard name and how did you come up with it? Oh, it's this ridiculously complex story. It's Peter Shankman. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. So I, oh, okay. You can tell it at Peter parties. Shankman on all the socials, like every, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything I have is Peter Shankman. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Once you get, once you get verified, uh, you know, blue check marked on any network, if you change your name, they unverify you and you have to apply again. So I'm like, yep, stuck with this. So <laughs> everything is, is at Peter Shankman. And the, the joke is when I worked at AOL, I, ha- I actually had Peter at AOL.com as my email. Wow, <laughs> oh you did get gosh. on early. <laughs> I could never use it because everyone was getting on the internet. Everyone's like, well, my friend Peter's on the internet. He must be Peter at AOL.com. And there were 500, which was the maximum emails you could have, 500 misdirected emails in my inbox every single day. Oh, that's funny. every Friday. We would open up a six pack in the newsroom and project my inbox onto the wall and read some of the. Mis- I'll leave it at this. There are some some Peters in in this country doing some freaky ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at Peter Shankman on all the socials and uh, everything. I got very you know one of the smarter moves I made. I've made a few smart moves. I have a. I consider my daughter one of them, and another one was buying Shankman.com in like '95. Wow. <laughs> for like $75 and having to endure my father going, $75? For what? You don't even, you, you don't physically own anything? What? What? A waste of money? What's wrong with it? Did you well, just P. name S. a star? Yes, <laughs> it's his first name at shankman.com. My mom is her first name at shankman.com. My daughter is her first name at shankman.com. So yeah, he's he's apologized for that. But yeah. So, <laughs> so the email is peter at shankman.com. And like I said, I answer all my own. Wow. That's awesome. That is. So uh, I, I guess you kind of just did it, but like, where all can people f- find you in the various social media outlets that you would like them to find you? So my personal website with, you know, my speaking and all that is uh, shankman.com. The mastermind is shankminds.com. The ADHD podcast, which, by the way, two days ago was featured um, in New and Noteworthy on iTunes. So I'm very happy. Nice. About that. nice. That's how I, my other podcast got featured there once. It's a big help. Yeah. It is certainly a big help. Yep. Yeah. yeah that that's is great. faster than normal on all the podcasts and then faster than normal.com. We have a new episode every Wednesday that are 20 minutes long and only because, well, ADHD. Yeah. That makes and sense. yeah. So anything Shankman, pretty much. It's like, uh, <laughs> I encourage people to follow. I follow back. I, I, I use my photography skills that I earned in, in school on Instagram. <laughs> I, I like to think anyway. Awesome. That's very and, cool. And uh, here's, a, here's a, I'll put this out there. I bet none of your guests have done that. If, if anyone not from New York comes in to go to the mothership and reaches out to me, I will join them for a ride and treat them. Oh, look at that. For a ride in the mothership. 
Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very busy day for yes, you. Yes, thank you so Guys, much. I will tell you, I've been on hundreds, if not thousands, and I'm not bragging. Like I get, I do a lot of interviews; they're fun. I like to help, you know, podcast. Sure. This is hands down one of the. It's in my top five of the ones that I'm so psyched to have done. Oh, oh awesome. thank you. Well, thank you very much. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's very nice of you. <laughs> Most definitely. Cool. Well, uh, maybe we'll see you at HRI. Yeah. Hope so. Here's today's recipe for success. So no recipe this week. Mr. Shankman's very busy. He said he's allowed you to all order takeout. <laughs> That's your gift from, from Peter Shankman. So thank you. That's what I'm going to do, Peter. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's quite the treat. It is. So uh, I guess that's it for this episode I know this is a bit of a long one We were chatty But we had a lot to talk about this week We did Next week will be short Next week will be shorter We promise So kind of an exciting guest ne- next week Not that this one wasn't exciting But uh, perhaps you saw this guy On the Olympics Yeah Like you you could have seen him on the Olympics You know how we all rode from home With Robin Because she was in Korea Well this dude was up on the stage with her You might know him as Queasy Rider Queasy Rider From so, the Wall Street Journal Yes yeah, So Jason Gay From the Wall Street Journal Who almost uh, <laughs> Gave Peloton And NBC A Technicolor yawn <laughs> He's gonna tell us All about His story Like so I, I Does everybody Remember this guy Like he was the guy That almost Everybody was like What's wrong with that guy And they were posting About it on the OPP He wrote a big article In the Wall Street Journal He'll, He's gonna come Tell us the story Yes he is Very excited Yes So uh, I guess that's it For this episode and until next week Where can people find you? They can find me at Facebook.com Slash Crystal D. O'Keefe On Instagram and Twitter At Clip Out Crystal And of course on the bike At Clip Out Crystal And you can find me on Twitter At Roger Kubert Or on Facebook At Facebook.com Slash Tom O'Keefe And uh, if you want to find the show You can do it at TheClipOut.com Or at Facebook.com Slash TheClipOut Don't forget while you're there Join the Clip Out group And leave a question For John Foley That we will ask him personally At HRI so that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, keep peddling.